everyone, and welcome to another shorter episode of Monsters and Murder. I'm Shane Lee. And I'm Sam. And today we are reviewing another episode of My Haunted House, episode number two. This one was not my favorite. <laughs> no, and honestly, when it first started, I did not remember some of these episodes. Like, as we started watching them, I did, but I did not remember the outcomes until, like, the very end. Yeah, I, like, I remembered part of the second story but I didn't remember like the premise and then when we got to the second story I like I really disliked the second one a lot <laughs> yeah the second one the second one I honestly rem- I remember watching it I thought was a later episode in the series I did too yeah uh, but apparently learning what I have just from seeing the episode guide on this show I did not start watching till like the third episode which is one of the best ones and scary ones yeah um, but Without further ado, I guess we'll dive into this one. Because the first story, I don't think, was as bad, right? No. The first story, I I liked. I did, too. It was almost kind of Cinderella-themed. Well, not themed, but it's almost like a retelling of that story, to a slight degree. And you'll find out why, listeners. (laughs) So, the the first one, um, this was titled Unwanted Guest. Mm Mm-hmm. And immediately, when this story starts playing my immediate thought was I don't like mirrors uh-huh because there's a lot of mirrors in the first episode like the first story and I mirrors really creep me out if you stare in a mirror too long <laughs> I don't like that yes and this story begins with 15 year old Robin who must go to live with her father and his step family now because her mother has passed away yes and then when you meet her stepsister um, Evelyn is a bitch, just in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> and when they're, when Evelyn is telling her story, she's like, yeah, I was probably rude. And I'm like, you were a bitch. Like, this poor girl, her mom just passed away. She has to come and live with people that she doesn't know. And, and honestly, she probably doesn't, doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, and like, you guys don't want her there. You're not making her feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so you're just gonna be mean to her. Yeah, she was not happy when Robin arrived and I don't really think her stepmother Maria was either and I guess uh, they immediately get into it too like they have Evelyn go show Robin her room and then immediately Maria comes in and says we have some rules yeah and then that's when Robin's like Evelyn was a sweetheart compared to her mother (laughs) (laughs) yes I just remember thinking like my gosh give her five minutes to acclimate yeah and the stepmom like how can you be a stepmother to a child who's like and be that mean when her mom just even if her mom was living, you should still be like treat her like your own kid, not mm-hmm. be an asshole to her, especially when her mom died. Exactly. And I don't even remember what those dumb house rules were. I just remember kind of being shocked as soon as she got shown her room, the stepmother was right behind her and already talking to her about the yeah. this quote unquote rules. Yeah. So, their first night there, they have a, the sisters have a shared bathroom, a little bit like the Brady Bunch bathroom. Yes. And they're both brushing their teeth at the same time, because I guess that's what you do when you have a shared bathroom. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the water stops. And then there was like a little bitty blood splatter in the sink. Just a drop. Like, almost. Yeah. If someone had just spit, I'd be like, ooh, they have gingivitis. Ooh. <laughs> because oh that's God. what happens. Your you are bleed. brushing too hard. <laughs> you need a softer toothbrush. You need to go to the dentist. I immediately thought, like, nosebleed. But ooh, this is coming from someone who, the only time I've ever had a nosebleed is 
when my youngest brother, I was asleep on the couch and he was like two and came and stuck his fingers as far up my nose as humanly oh. possible. That is the only nosebleed I've ever had. Oh my God. So, I don't know what it's like to have one that was not induced by a two-year-old. It's awful. I suffer from them, particularly yes. in the winter due to the heat and just a ton of sinus issues whenever it gets really cold and the weather can't decide if it wants to be warm or hot or whatever. Um, and I've had instances where, like, if standing there or especially, like, if you're bent over and I'm having sinus issues, it will just kind of start bleeding. Oh. It's terrible. So I've had that happen. And when I saw a little drop, I was like, one, it's not dark enough, but I also know this is TV. And two, since they were brushing their teeth, my first thought was just gingivitis. Oh. Gingivitis girls. <laughs> <laughs> one of you or both of you might have gingivitis. But that was their first creepy incident when Robin moved in. Yes. A triplet um, of blood. <laughs> Robin said the house just felt sad. Mm-hmm. And Robin was still also probably kind of sad from her mother's passing. Yeah, that's not something that you get over, especially with being 16 and not fully knowing how to process mm -hmm. such heavy emotion. So the next, I think the next event and the next note I have is Robin's sweet 16 birthday. Yeah, her birthday party. Which was sadly anything but. Yeah. I mean, she, could, she doesn't know anybody, so it's just her, her stepsister, her dad, and her stepmom. Mm-hmm. Which... It's a sad birthday party anyway, like, if that's all that you had at your birthday. And half the people don't like you. <laughs> Literally half the people in the room do not like you. Mm-hmm. Like, and Evelyn's commentary was kind of, like, inappropriately funny. She was like, Robin had no friends. Well, she didn't. And her dad, like, I felt like Robin's dad was kind of a dick for not mm -hmm. standing up to the stepmom. Yeah. And... Or at least trying to help her acclimate. Like, he was mm -hmm. kind of just, like, trying to keep the peace and... Like, really, there should have been peace in the beginning, and there was if there wasn't, he should have said something in the beginning and not just let it, like, go as it was. Exactly, and I don't know if he ever really says anything, but no. during the birthday celebration, he's trying to ham it up with the camera and, I guess, make her happy. Um, and, you know, she does the whole let's make a wish thing with the candles. Everybody's rolling their eyes because this is the stupidest fucking thing you've ever had to do. <laughs> <laughs> But Robin wishes that she could have her mom back. Yeah, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so terrible. But that's when all the lights go out. Yeah, like, literally every, every fuse went kaput. Mm-hmm. So, Evelyn volunteers to go to the basement to find the fuse box. I thought it was outside. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I was, like, <laughs> looking down when that happened. She goes to find the fuse box. Mm-hmm. Which... In what reality are you sending a 16-year-old to go find the fuse box? Are you trying to blow the house up? Are you trying to blow every circuit? Yes. Why are you sending a 16-year-old to do that job? I know. The parents are like, well, someone's got to go do it. And so she, she well, volunteered. You're the adult. <laughs> One of the adults go do that job. But she volunteered because she probably thought the party was really lame or something. But while she's walking, okay. she decides to use her camera flash as light. Because which... she doesn't have a flashlight. Because she said, how am I supposed to find a, a flashlight in this house with, with just my camera? And I'm like... Do you know where you keep them? Just go to the general <laughs> vicinity and feel around. You will find it. <laughs> like, I know where our flashlights are. Mm -hmm. I might hit my feet like a thousand times on the way yeah. to get one, but I can get one if the lights went out. Exactly. And we've had the lights go out, and we know where everything is to make some light in our dark, dark house. Yeah. <laughs> so she's using her camera flash that I've only ever seen done on ghost TV shows or reenactments. I've never known anyone in real life to do this. No, and as it's going on, you said, 
I can't see anything, but I mean, I know that's not supposed to be. The screen was like really particularly really dark. dark, and when they usually do these scenes, the flash is abnormally bright right, yeah. and lasts a little longer. But I guess they really had her in the pitch black walking around on set with the camera. And it was super fast, too. Mm hmm. There were so many like flashes and all the noises that comes with the flashes from those old cameras. And I say old, like cameras that we had like in the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> And she eventually gets to the fuse box. Yes. And what happens? <laughs> she sees someone. She thought it was Evelyn, but not Evelyn. No, right? Robin. Robin, Evelyn. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. She thinks she sees Robin, but it's not quite Robin, and she knew she was the only one that walked out there. And she goes in there, and she's like, what were you doing? Just, mm -hmm. like, yelling. And I'm like, if it was her, don't you think your parents would have said something? Although they both were kind of assholes, so probably not. No, they probably would have encouraged her. Go scare her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. Go scare her. She's outside by herself in the dark trying to find the fuse box. Mm-hmm. And so Robin's like, you know what? I'm about to peace out this party shit. Which it was. Which it was, yeah. She didn't even <laughs> eat any cake. No, right? I don't think anyone did. I would have cut me a slice of that cake and went up to my room by myself because mm -hmm. that would have been more fun. Sitting with the people downstairs. But instead, she, she decides... She decides to go take a bath to relax. And you know what I thought was kind of funny? What? So when I was 16 and I would get pissed off, my immediate thought was like, I need to go clear my mind in the bathtub. It was like, <laughs> I, need, I need to get out of this place. Uh-huh. Like, I don't... Is that something that 16-year-olds do? Like... I don't think so. I've never known a 16-year-old No, to... I feel like that's something that you do when you're much older. Like, I just need some peace and mm -hmm. quiet... Yeah, when you have an argument, usually someone storms out of the house, especially as big of an argument as they had with one sister accusing the other sister of yeah. doing something like that when she it's your clearly did not do. Yeah, when it's your sibling, you don't want peace and quiet. You just want to, like, you, you want to keep the argument going until one mm -hmm. of you is the clear winner, and then <laughs> you want to storm out. Yes, and I wrote down in my note, I called this, it says, so she goes upstairs and decides to take a horror movie bath. Yes. <laughs> oh, also, you know, I did not like the fact that she's 16 and... Like, has all these candles around yes. I'm like, that's a very, like, romance movie, mm -hmm. like, scene. And I'm like, why are you setting that up for a six? First of all, a 16-year-old is not going to take the time to light 50 <laughs> candles and place them strategically around the bathtub. That's no. just not going to happen. The power is back on. She would have flipped the lights on. Mm -hmm. And that would have been it. Yes. It's, I, I made note the candles, too, because I was like, that's too many. I don't believe she would light that many. No. And then also, who cleans all that up? When That's she's a done. Lot of wax. She did not have anything under those candles. No, and they were just like little tea candles sitting straight on the tub. Yeah. But while she's taking her horror movie bath, just like in a horror movie, as you would expect, something comes through the water and tries to drown her. Yeah, because she's she's trying to relax, so she's counting to three, which apparently she's been taking some yoga classes or something too. Mm -hmm. Um, trying to calm herself down. And as she gets to three, she gets pulled under the water. Yeah, and she can't get back up, like she's trying, she's drowning. Somehow all the candles are still lit and on the tub. Yeah. Just fine as she's splashing around. Yeah, that's <laughs> not reality. However, every freaking bottle in the bathroom gets tipped over and like splashes on the mirror when Evelyn comes in because she's like, what's happening in here? Yeah, Evelyn thinks she's just like, I guess. Being dramatic? A, yeah, throwing a hissy fit in the bathroom or something. Well, that's because Evelyn is a true 16-year-old. That's what 16-year-olds exactly. do. <laughs> But instead, she finds everything is trash, and of course, she blames Robin. 
And she said, Mom is going to be so mad. Mm-hmm. Which she probably would have been like, Mom is going to be so pissed. Yes. <laughs> That's what she was really afraid at. Not that her mom was going to be mad that every single lotion soap thing that they had was now ruined and destroyed. How much money did you waste? <laughs> but instead of them continuing to fight, this becomes a bonding experience. Mm-hmm. Nothing brings people together like being scared shitless. <laughs> yes, they're both so scared, and they decide to do what any other teenagers do. And this time, it's not a Ouija board. Which is what Shane and I both thought it was, because I yelled out, Ouija board! And then I saw it, and I was like, no, Ouija board! <laughs> no, instead, Evelyn decides to show her sister the death dice. Which is basically just a blank dice that she writes, like, yes... Mm-hmm. No, death, illness, health. Like, why can't she just be writing a whole bunch of positive stuff and, like, manifesting a, a good destiny? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was, it's almost like if the inside of a magic eight ball was a dice and somehow she obtained a blank one. Which, by the way, where do you find blank dice? As someone know. who plays board games and has as many as I do, I have never found blank dice unless they did not come with the game with stickers for you to stick on them. Yeah, you could probably find them on, like, Amazon or something. Probably, but Did back then they weren't no. doing Amazon as much as we were now. <laughs> no, they should have been using their magic eight ball. Yes. I asked that thing if AJ McLean loved me like a thousand times. <laughs> it always gave me a different answer and I never heard from him. So <laughs> So they make these death dice and it's almost like Ouija where you ask a question, roll the dice. Or was it just one or two? I, I don't, can't remember. I never had one. My mom let me have one when I was a kid. And then as an adult, I was just like, I don't know if I want to mess with that. <laughs> but at some point when they're asking questions, when they try to get into the nitty gritty of the haunting, only death will come up. Yeah. And they roll death like six times, six times in a row, in a row which yeah. is statistically highly unlikely to happen. Yeah, it but was it um, 46,000 to one is what she said. I oh. don't know if that's a true statistic, but that is what... <laughs> was said yes and while they're doing that the stepmother maria comes in and literally flips her lid yeah she's pissed as always like Mm -hmm. she's just living in that state of just constant anger yes and then this is the point where i guess the ghost has had enough of her anger because all the candles get blown out and maria starts to not be able to take a breath yeah she's like choking like Mm -hmm. someone's choking her she's like grabbing her neck and everybody's just like standing there like Clearly, nobody cares about Maria because no. nobody's trying to help her. I mean, at that point, I was also kind of on the side of the ghost. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Which is terrible, but she was just so awful already. Yeah. And we're only halfway through this part of the episode. Yeah. Um, but she only gets choked for a few minutes and then she regain, regains her breath and blames it on Robin. Yes, because she's just sitting there and somehow that was her fault. Mm-hmm. But then Robin does overhear them arguing... Um, and like the stepmom saying stuff like stuff has started happening ever since she's been here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm. she blames all the instances on Robin. They're fight like they're having a really vicious yelling match, and Robin is creeping upon the door listening. Yeah, I I noted that too. Like Robin's being super creepy, just like sitting there by <laughs> the door listening. Yes, and she finds her mom's necklace. Like Robin had this necklace from her mom, and it is randomly just in the floor in front of this door. Yeah, and. When she bends down and she picks it up, Maria sticks her face kind of through the crack of the door and just, like, yells at her. I know, and if you're having an argument with your partner and you don't want your kids to hear, you are not going to leave your bedroom door open that wide. No. Everybody in the house could hear it. Yes, and I don't know how Evelyn didn't. (laughs) 
Evelyn's a true 16 year old. She can sleep through anything. True. And at that point, she probably just did not care. Yeah, she didn't give a shit. She was upstairs asleep. Uh, so the next thing that happens, there's another day. Maria's in the kitchen alone and almost got final destination. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> She's doing dishes and they apparently have a garbage disposal, which was not mentioned or important until now. Yeah. And of course, something falls down into it. And, of course, Maria, being the dumbass that she is, <laughs> sticks her hand down into the garbage disposal. And it went, like, way down there. Yeah. And we were both like, don't do it, don't do it. I mean, anytime something falls in our garbage disposal that is not supposed to be in there, it's, like, terrifying mm-hmm. with that. So, I will tell you, garbage disposals can do some damage because I dropped one of those plastic syringes down in there <laughs> and didn't know until I turned it on and that thing ate that syringe. It did. <laughs> like, it was gone. I thought for certain, because at this point I still didn't really remember the episode, and I totally yeah. thought for certain something's going to happen and she's going to scream and run through the house and it's going to be Robin's fault, even though Robin's, like, at school or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, it, it really... Even if it's, like, on TV, I do not like seeing people stick their hands on garbage no. disposals. It really creeps me out. It does me, too. And, like I said, Final Destination ruined me on Ugh, that. That yeah. and being behind a lock truck. Never, ever. No. <laughs> Definitely not. That always... I like. I will slow down. I will pass it. I will try to get away from mm-hmm. it. But the show did a really good job building the tension and suspension, and nothing happens with the garbage disposal. But, when she turns around... All the stools are stacked on top of each other on the table. And somehow, yes. it's Robin's fault. <laughs> I was kind of more impressed. I was like, how many stools do they have? I know. They only have four people living in the house. Why do they have like 15 stools? They're not having a party. <laughs> but yeah, and she just blamed Robin. I mean, you would have heard that. Mm-hmm. So the next thing Robin does... Another typical stereotypical thing you do in a horror movie. She, everyone's out of the house. Don't know where they are. It's not important. She calls a medium. Yeah. And the medium immediately tells her something about her mother. And she's like, I didn't tell her anything like that. And at the time, Google was a thing. So the medium could have still searched to Google if you believe that they're all scams. Yes. But she tells her that um, that her mother is there to mm-hmm. protect her from a poltergeist. Yes. Which at that point in the episode, I figured that there was some type of poltergeist activity going on. Yes. Well, because they had set up, um, like, videotapes mm-hmm. to watch it. And so, sorry, my, I have a face mask on. It's peeling and it's distracting me. Um, <laughs> Robin is watching the footage back in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. Why would you? That was so creepy. And she sees herself levitating off the sofa. Uh-huh. Yes, that's right. And I know I wrote notes about that, but I guess I skipped over. And it's not now. even like, like a straight like just mm-hmm. being lifted up. It's the um, Exorcist type like you're. She's floating up. in the air. Yeah, super creepy. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, and I didn't tell anybody. I erased the tape. I'm like, how are you not terrified? You exactly. saw yourself levitating at like three in the morning, shortly afterwards. Yeah, you didn't care. So then afterwards, that's when she calls the medium because yeah. she wants to know what's going on and wanting to know if it's really her fault. Yeah. And then Robin immediately knows that her mother's there to protect her from Maria. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, she needs some sort of divine intervention. <laughs> uh, somebody needs to call CPS. That's yes. what needs to happen. And I, I have a note at this point. I'm like, I honestly did not remember this episode until now. <laughs> I didn't remember. I didn't remember this part. Like, so... 
we see Maria laying in bed because nobody, like, mom and dad aren't sleeping together anymore. Mm-hmm. They're pissed off. Dad's on the couch. Maria's in bed. And we see, like, this hand come up out of the mattress and cover her mouth. Yes. And once again, I'm kind of on the side of this ghost. I'm like, just take her. Pull her under the bed, never to be seen again. <laughs> yeah. And so Maria is like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Gets Evelyn. And they, they, they leave. leave. Mm-hmm. And once she leaves, all the paranormal activity ceases to Stop. happen. Yeah. Evelyn and, I mean, Maria and Robin's dad get divorced. Mm-hmm. Evelyn and Robin never speak again. Yes. And honestly, it made, it said something about, like, Evelyn and Robin not speaking either. Yeah, yeah, they didn't speak anymore. And um, Maria apparently, like, kind of just forgot everything except for, like, what happened that night. Like, she couldn't remember details except for details about that mm-hmm. night. I was going to say, honestly, it sounds like Maria got dementia in her older age. Yeah, because uh-huh. Evelyn said, sometimes she doesn't even know I'm her daughter, but she remembers all the details of that night. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she almost died. Yes, but so. it was kind of her own fault. But literally yeah. in my notes, I wrote, like, once they leave, everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the end of that one. Like, I felt like it was really short. It was, and it was abrupt, because for a moment when the episode started, it didn't tell us that there were two. So I was thinking this I is going to be one, one long one. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But then it was over, and I was surprised. And yeah. I was questioning if there was a second one, and there was. And, uh, trigger warning, there's a lot of talk about suicide in this one, mm-hmm. which is yes. why I did not like it. I, I felt like this was very, um, I felt like they could have been more sensitive. Like, the images, mm-hmm. there was no warning. Absolutely no, no warning. And there should have been a warning at the beginning of that episode, because it was very disturbing. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I did not like this one at all. Yeah, and there, and honestly, I have, like, I have more news for the first one than I have for this one. Yeah, I do too, mostly because I really didn't like the second one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very poorly done. Very poor taste. They, yes. I don't think they should, like, have aired that one. I think it was really bad. Yeah, it was, it's definitely not my favorite. And once I started watching it, I did start to remember that one as well. Yeah. Um, But this one is about a woman named Eva. Her mom has also just died, like Robin's. Yeah. Um, And she did not know her mom. Her mom gave her up when she was younger. And Eva seems to not have, like, a lot of family because they didn't really elaborate on it. Well, she had lived with her dad. Her mm-hmm. her mom left when she was a child. And then she was with her dad. And then her dad had passed away. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out that her mom had passed away and left her, her house. Yes. Or she was the only... Living... She was only next to Ken. Yeah. And so, therefore, she would inherit everything her mother had. Yeah. Um... When she goes to this house, she immediately kind of, like, has a dream, or maybe she's had the dream beforehand. She's had a recurring dream of Mm -hmm. seeing her mom, but she can never see her mom's face. Like, when her mom turns around, it's just, like, blank. Yes, it's a blank face meant to scare the audience. Yeah. um, Because Eva doesn't know what her mom looks like. She never met her. No, and she's, like, trying to find a photo of her mom in the house, but she can't find any photo at all. So she's like, she tries on her mom's clothes and her jewelry, mm-hmm. um, which like when it started out, I was like, oh, this could be like kind of sweet and sentimental. Yeah. And that's not how it no. goes. Well, I mean, it's my haunted house, so. Yeah. I just felt like it. We should have knew. <laughs> yeah. Known. I just, I was really like not happy with this one. Mm-hmm. I really didn't like it. Oh, well, while she's doing all that, trying on the clothes and jewelry, um, she's listening to like a early or a late nineties, early two thousand type of radio, and of course it starts to act up. She has a long distance boyfriend, 
that she is speaking to, he's in Canada. Yeah, so, what I noted here is the mm-hmm. fact that the, so the actress telling the story has an accent. Yes. The actress portraying her in the show does not have an accent. <laughs> and that stuck out to me. No, I did like the person telling the story. I did enjoy her accent, though. <laughs> I, I did, too. But she has this boyfriend, and she is long distance to him now because he's in Canada. She's somewhere in america it was was it on the west coast i didn't make uh, note of it yeah i didn't either um, it's not really that important except to no. know that he's just in canada and we're not going to meet him this episode yeah <laughs> she wants him to come down and for whatever reason he can't yeah and she since moving into the house she has become mad about everything mm-hmm. she's on the phone with him one night outside and she thinks she hears somebody and like we see a shadow walk behind her mm-hmm and she said she she always feels like there was somebody standing behind her. Yeah, which it makes her paranoid too, as well as kind of like angry at every little thing. Yes, and when you are paranoid and pissed, do you know what will calm you down? <laughs> A whole fucking bottle of wine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that will make you feel really calm. Like, that is exactly what she does, because she talks about, yeah. I just had like two glasses of wine. What they, they showed were, on TV? They were fish bowls. Yes. <laughs> they, they were, were like the jumbo food. size. Yeah. The kind that those restaurants bring you that you're supposed to share with like 10 of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> so after getting super drunk, mm-hmm. she goes upstairs to like wash her face. And like when she looks in the mirror, her eyes are completely black. Yes, and that was supposed to be, like, our first jump scare. I think there was a commercial there back in the day. Yeah, I mean, that was not scary to me. I'm just like, she... I have seen a lot of stuff when I was drunk. (laughs) That was not scary. But when she comes back, they're fine. They're probably a little red from her drinking so much. And she just kind of talks it off to that. Yeah. Wipes it away and throws away her now empty bottle from her two glasses of wine. Yeah, yeah. Cut to a scene of her sitting on the couch, like, writing. And there's a bottle of wine on the coffee table beside her and like you can tell she's like eyeing it like should i shouldn't i i see you over there do you want me to come hold you (laughs) well i feel like every time the narrator said i had a glass of wine the show interpreted that as bottle (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah no my next note is that she is one night with her glass slash bottle of wine or wine um She's sitting there, and that's when she sees, like, the pervy peeper face in the window. That was definitely a creepy person. I thought it was just an unhoused person. Like, I did not mm-hmm. think it was a ghost. I just thought it was an unhoused person that was, like, looking in the mirror. Actually, I thought, Peeping Tom! Yes! <laughs> and he, he did look like what a stereotypical, you know, homeless person kind of would. But it was just so creepy the way they shot it. Like, I like the way they shot it, but... He, remi- remember in Dennis the Menace, what is that guy's name that played... The creepy dude and Dennis the Menace. I don't remember. I think I know what you're talking about. I just, like, imagine that person, like, sitting out there with, like, a can of baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> that was my immediately, what I immediately imagined, the creepy perv from Dennis the Menace. <laughs> they just kind of, like, looked in there, and it was just creepy because it's so, literally someone was watching her. I did not think this was a ghost or had anything to do with the hauntings at no, all. No, I didn't either. Um, and I don't even know if it was revealed. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be someone else that came, that comes later, but... So, that's what I thought. But it looks like a man. <laughs> yes, but it was also, like, very quick. True. Uh, 
But the next instant I have is when a night she can't sleep, so she decides to do what anyone does at 3 a.m. when you can't sleep and take a bath and have a glass of wine. Yeah, I mean, if you want to wake up, that's a really good way to do mm-hmm. that. But it's not going to put yourself to sleep. No. Um, but she apparently it works for her because she's starting to fall asleep in a bathtub full of water. Yes. And she wakes up in what appears to be a... Uh, I started to say a pool. She's not in a pool. She's in a bathtub <laughs> full of blood. I'm surprised the show did not interpret it that way. Because she said bathtub and they could have been like, oh, pool. Like they did with a glass of wine. Bottle of wine. <laughs> yes. So she's arguing with her boyfriend even more on the phone. She is literally, the show d- depicts her as holding the bottle of wine, drinking from it as she argues with him. Yeah. And at some point, like she either drops it or just breaks the glass. Yeah, she she knocks it over, and she's, like, crawling on the ground trying to find it. But she... Wait, is that when she finds... Yeah, what? so she's, she's starting. She wants to leave. And so mm-hmm. she decides that she's going to um, leave that night, so she starts packing. And so she goes... Does that happen this night? Yeah. Because when yeah. she breaks the glass bottles, the first time she picks up the piece of glass and has her suicidal thoughts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, she picks up a piece of glass and starts thinking about hurting herself, but she doesn't. See, I, I really did not like this episode. Like, I did not pay that much attention to it because I was like, this is not, I know this is not for me. I don't like it. Yes. And then, like you said, you're right. She starts to pack because she's going to go to a hotel. And she opens the closet and there's this humongous bag that. A duffel bag. Yeah. yeah. Well, they called it a duffel bag. It was like a tarp. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> because with the way they shot it and what she sees inside it, she uh, finds a dead body inside of it. That is essentially her. She's mm-hmm. like looking at herself. And it seems like the ghost just wants her to start taking her own life. And she stops taking calls from her boyfriend. Starts drinking even more, if that's possible. Mm-hmm. A more than she already had when she was just having glasses. And then she finds a folder from an insane asylum. And it has her mother's information in it. Yeah. And I guess the, the biggest point from that was that her mother had been in an insane asylum for attempted suicide on herself multiple times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the next event that I have is that someone knocks on her door and she opens it. There's no one there, but there's a letter and a picture of what she thinks is herself. Yeah. Even though she never remembered posing for it, but it turns out that it's actually her mom. Yeah. And then this at first creepy looking woman comes up, um, appears and used to be her mother's caretaker. Yeah. And that's who I thought was looking in the window. Like I mm-hmm. thought maybe it was her because she was like, oh my God, like you look just like your mom, which she starts, as soon as she opens up, she's, like, touching her face. Yeah. Like, don't touch a stranger's face. Like, don't touch your friend's face unless they ask you to do it. No. It's, it was just, and I thought we, that's why I say I think we were supposed to realize or think that she was the one that was peeping that's, in. I thought that's who it was after, like, after the show, like, that part of the show was over and I, like, saw it more. But, so, she appears and she tells her about her mother, um... And Eva asks her how her mother died, and her mother took her own life by slicing her neck. Which had to be a terrible way to go. Um, And they kind of deduce together that the spirit of her mother does not know that she was dead. And so she sees Eva, and she's trying to, like... Mm -hmm. like, This, for me, really, like, it just kept going downhill. Because when someone is that sick, where they're wanting to take their own life... They're not going to hang around after it happens to no, I don't think so hurt either. other people. I, j- I really did not like this one. I mm-hmm. really did not like it at all. Yes. Yeah, she has another vision of her mother dying another way. I um, mean, in the depictions of mm-hmm. 
when her mother like takes off, it's really graphic. I did not. I like, I no. thought that they did a very poor representation of just like being sensitive. Like it was too graphic, and I understand this is like all fictional, mm-hmm. but it was really really disturbing. I did not like it. Yeah. So Eva and Eleanor devised this mirror gazing plan, which I've kind of yeah. heard of it, but I don't think I've ever heard it called mirror gazing. Um, where they use a mirror in the house to somehow try to get like summon the spirit, her mother. yeah, the spirit yeah. to go through the mirror and go on to the afterlife, and I and they're like, we'll just tell her, and essentially that's what they do. They tell her, yeah, everything that she needs starts to move on. shaking. Mm-hmm. Then all the candles blow out. The mirrors break because there are candles too in this. There are yeah. always candles. Yeah, and then Eleanor, which is the her mother's caretaker, said like she's gone, and then that was basically it. Like yeah. And now, like, when Eva dreams, she can see her mom's face. I just, I thought this one was stupid. I thought it was poorly done. I thought mm-hmm. it was insensitive. I did not like it at all. Well, yeah, I was glad when that one ended. Yes, it was not my favorite. And no. honestly, I think I would have been fine if it was just left out this episode. They I could have, too. like, made the other one long. I really believe they could have made the first one longer. Yeah, and much better. I just, I did not like this one. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it was not cool. No. Well, and what channel did this originally come on? It wasn't on, it was on, was it on A&E? I think so. It was like, yeah, well, I believe it was yeah, either A&E, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because it used to come on on Saturday nights, and mm-hmm. I used to get really excited. I, they should, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and going back and rewatching some things, you know, they're not as good as when we first saw them. No. And um, a lot of things, like, I've started to rewatch as an adult, and I'm like, that's very problematic. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't like this as an adult. And as a kid, or as, like, even stuff that I've watched, like, within the last decade, now, when I go back and try to rewatch it, I'm just like, this is problematic, and I can't do it. I don't know how I sat through it the first time. Maybe I was just naive, and I didn't understand, but this one really hit me the wrong way, and I did not like it. Yeah. I would have felt better if they had given, like, a trigger warning at the beginning of the mm-hmm. episode, instead of just, like, flashing the images. Or if it was, like, an image of someone who had not taken their own life, it would have been different, but, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, this is not my favorite episode either. Like I said, I definitely like the first story more. I wish they had expanded more on it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like I said, I compared the first story, you know, it's a, I call it a Cinderella-esque type story because, you know, girl loses her mom, has to live with her evil step-family. I mean, they weren't, yeah, well, I think the mother was evil, honestly. Um, well, the dad was evil too for not saying anything. True, true. It's, it was almost like that Drew Barrymore movie. Um, oh, ever after? Yeah. Oh my god, I watched that movie so many times. It's like a really watered down, the, we want to scare you version of that. And only one stepsister. Yeah. But ever after wasn't scary. No, I mean, Angelica no. Houston looked creepy. <laughs> but that was such a good movie. Now it I was. It. Yeah, it was. I, um, I watched it so much my VHS. Like, I literally watched this movie every day. And my brother <laughs> was so pissed off that I had paused it. To go use the bathroom. And when I came back, he was standing there and all the tape was pulled out of it. And he's like, I don't know what happened. It just started, like, messing up. And I'm like, you destroyed my tape. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's what happened <laughs> to my Ever After movie. Oh, and that is pretty scary. <laughs> that was, I was pissed. Because, I, I mean, I, when I tell you I watched it every day, I literally watched it every day. Wow. I mean, it, so, it is one of the best retellings of Cinderella. I mean, I probably drove him to do it. But I was very angry. But no, I love it. But at least, you know, Robin didn't end up with the prince or anything, but she ended up without the stepmother and the stepsister and Which I is guess even proceeded better. to leave a happy 
She don't need no man to be happy. No. (laughs) (laughs) She does not. Just her ghost mom and her father. Yeah. And maybe a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want pizza. But that does it for this episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, and if you decide to go back and watch this, just watch the first half and forget about the second one because it's stupid and you don't need to watch it. Absolutely. And if you like what you hear, please let us know. Sam, do you want to go to our social? Yes, we're on Instagram at Monsters and Murder Pod. And you can reach us at uh, monstersandmurderpod at gmail.com. All right, and that's it for this one. Bye-bye. Bye.